<clears throat> is this it? Are we there yet? <laughs> there you go. <gasps> Doing it. I don't think anyone can see my face. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What? <laughs> Just make sure nothing's crackling. Our audio is always fucked up. What's up, guys? <laughs> Having the time of our lives over here. This is the podcast that's awesome and that you're not listening to. It's so sad. I'm so sorry. But I'm glad you're here, finally. Jesus, Christmas in heaven, we've been waiting forever. We're going we're gonna to talk about depression because we both... So we both have depression. I have had it since I was 10, so that's too long. You've had it since you were... How, how old were you? Oh, I got diagnosed when I was 19. But, you know, who knows how long I had it. So for a while. I would say I was probably about 10, 11 years old when I actually experienced it, and like it started affecting me, but yeah, diagnosed now. So we don't know how to f- bring up this topic. Also, we both have different forms of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I have more of an agoraphobic social anxiety. I've had it for quite some time now. Years. What kind of anxiety do you have? Just generalized anxiety, social from what I know, I'd say generalized anxiety. They've never dived too deep into it. I'm still in the process of getting more mm. labels applied to what's going on with me. Okay, so five questions to ask a depressed person. Uh, was it head, headhearthand.org? Okay, headhearthand.org. Yes. So the first question is, do you accept you have a problem? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'd say I accept that I have problems. Bitch every day. (laughs) So that's, uh, yeah, yeah, we've known for a while that we have a problem. Problem. I wouldn't say it was really a problem. I don't know if these questions I want to continue going into. Oh, my God. (laughs) Never mind. Okay. Look at the sign. (laughs) I'm seeing Jesus. Okay. Holy Bible. Okay. Never mind. We went down the wrong avenue. (laughs) (laughs) We went down the religious rabbit hole. Maybe this is a harder question. Okay, no, we'll just do it my way. Well, we could talk about your experiences with it. I've had depressions since I can remember. I remember at the age of 9 or 10 starting to feel depressed. It was around the time that we moved and I changed schools, which, and also there was some family stuff going on at the time. But the depression never went away, and I went to uh, a multitude of therapists. Yeah, I had gone to my first therapist when I was 10, but that was for attention deficit disorder testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I first got on my first medication, which was Ritalin, which did absolute, absolutely nothing for me. It just made me feel, the best way I could ever describe it is stale. Just feeling like abs- absent of emotion. Um, it didn't help me focus in school. It just made me feel very not me at all. Um, so went through that. Uh, was still depressed. Started self-harming around that time, around 10 or 11. And I didn't go to another therapist until I was out senior year of high school, I believe, when I was outed by my best friend and like completely, completely lost all of my friends because of it. Pretty cool, eh? Yeah, it was awesome. So that was a detriment to my mental health. Uh, and ever since that point on, I had been going to therapists, uh, psychiatrists, psychologists. I've been 5150'd, gone to the psych ward a few times. I've been on every antidepressant they can think of. I've been on every benzo 
and I've been on a majority of sleep medications. I think I might have taken every single sleep medication known to man as well. So I've been the guinea pig for many doctors. And what I've learned throughout my years is that these doctors don't give a flying fuck. Your therapist will care more about you than your psychiatrist, your psychologist. They don't care. They just want to like give you some medications and send you on your way. They treat it like a checkup. Yeah, but they don't check up. Yeah. That's the thing. Is they'll give you the medication. Like a physical, sorry, like a physical. It's more like a and physical. And then they'll send you on your way. Where they look and you up and down and go Boop. check back in. Like, yeah. hey, so how's the uh, how are the medications doing? Or hey, do you need more? You know, that's that's always the thing that I I noticed with the psychiatrist is that they would they would give you medication <laughs> for the first month and then never check back up. Mm-hmm. Like you would have to like be checking back in and stuff. And as like a person who's like a teenager and in my early twenties, I didn't know how to do any of that fucking shit. I didn't know how to navigate that. Nobody taught me any of that shit. YouTube wasn't around then, mm-hmm. so it's it was it, you know I there, I had a lot of excuses for why it was fucking hard for me. Well, you, you know my parents didn't understand <clears throat> any of this shit either. They didn't know how to navigate through the fucking mental health system. You know even now. My uh, my psychiatrist. Oh, call me if you have anything you need. You want me to call you, the woman who can't even get me in for an appointment, mm-hmm. to tell you that I'm having an issue or something? No, I'm gonna call my therapist who hits me up once in a while when we have to reschedule something, and she hits me up and goes, "Hey, I'm sorry. I was thinking about it. I gotta change plans." Mm-hmm. Checks in with me. She checks in with me way more. And you know what? With the mental health game, that's essential. I'm not saying spend as much time as my therapist would with me. I'm saying give me way more care than what you're doing right now. I experienced depression around the same age that you did. Like, I was about 10 years old when I started having Mm -hmm. those kind of um, thoughts and feelings and emotions. Um, Did you take the Ritalin the whole time you were in school then? I took it, from what I can remember, from, I think it was 6th to 8th grade or something. Somewhere along. Yeah. I didn't take them in high school. I think I stopped, like, in 8th grade or something like that. Did that help your mental health? No. (laughs) Made it worse? (laughs) No, it didn't brought you back that's about it no it the, the it, it didn't do anything it made me feel nothing no yeah yeah yeah. but you, you stopped taking it so yeah because it didn't do anything your, your your high school years how were you feeling more emotionally were you like su- super depressed still yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah and i had like friend groups here and there but i was still incredibly I was antisocial, though I wanted to be social, I wanted to be accepted, I wanted to be popular, but I didn't know how to be that because my personality didn't match up with the popular people's personality, which was outgoing and talkative. That wasn't me. I was more like, you know, inside. So everyone thought that I was a bitch because I was quiet. Mm-hmm. And so I got bullied a lot for being shy, which was also very awesome, I must say. I can totally relate to the depression in adolescence. Mm-hmm. When were you diagnosed then? You said at 10 you were diagnosed or? I wasn't diagnosed with depression until I was in my early 20s. Yeah, so like what I said about. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 similar idea. It was, I, got to, uh, I got diagnosed maybe earlier than that. Probably around like 20 or 21 around that time. Although I wasn't, from what I remember, I wasn't taking any medications at that time until I was put into the psych ward for the first time, and then they put me on medications. I had been on Wellbutrin at one point before. I had been on Lexapro, which I hated. I hated, I hated. Uh, Like, it made me sick. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hated that feeling. Yeah. Very, like, not in control of your own brain or body and just feeling very icky. Yeah, and then they put me on 
Pristique for a while, which was a new kind of medication, but that was kind of actually helping. But the problem with that was that it was really hard to get. I had a bitch of a time with my insurance, with mm. health insurance, and then the health insurance wouldn't pay for the 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 name brand Prestige, so I was like on and off of it all the time and having such a fi- fucking def- difficult time and being com- really, really suicidal at that time. Really suicidal. Yeah. Um, self-harming a lot at that time. I didn't have, I like, I had a caseworker who didn't give, give a flying fuck. Nobody would help me. My mom was trying to navigate this shit with me because she didn't know anything about this either. Yeah. This wasn't like a thing that people fucking talked about. Then it was like, get over it. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps, kind of bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I do know. I that was one. really, really sick at that time, and then they got me on venlafaxine, which was like a a medication that was in Pristique, and that like kind of helped, but it gave me the worst side effects. That's what started the hot flashes, which I never fucking got rid of, and that started like when I was twenty three. I mean, it's a it's a it's a long it's a it's a long long ass fucking story, but Ugh. yeah. Yeah, I got a couple questions. How have you dealt with your depression over the time that you've had it? Well, I would have to say I'm trying to give you some good questions here, you know. That I didn't deal with it particularly well. It wasn't until three years ago that I was able to get a grasp on how to not let it control my life, my day, my my moments. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. able to work through it better, understand when it was happening, when it was going to happen, and what to do while it was in it so it didn't destroy me. Yeah. And like what triggers... Yeah, like I have to ask myself like all these fucking questions when it's happening. Am I sad or is this just depression kind of thing? Because yeah. there's a there's a big difference. Mm, I've situational noticed. depression and then there's depression. It's like, oh, am I just feeling sad right now because something happened and I'm not like like I told you yesterday I had a little fender bender mm. and I was upset in the moment. I wasn't depressed. I was just upset in the moment. Um, and there's a big difference that people don't get because a lot of times these days people be like, I'm so depressed when really they just. They're having a little bit of a shitstorm, and they don't want to. They don't want to, like you said, pick up their bootstraps and deal with it. Pick themselves up by the, their bootstraps yeah, and yeah. deal with it. Yeah, yeah. they don't want to do that. And there's a big difference between people who deal with depression and people who are just dealing with, oh, uh, you know, rough, rough set of situations. Because with depression, there's not always something that triggers it. There's not always like sometimes small things don't mean anything. And then sometimes small things set off just like this trigger bomb of depression. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would also say that the difference between people who have depression and who have situational depression is the people who have situational depression like to post about it and say mm-hmm. that they're depressed and get attention from it. The people who me. actually have depression are so depressed, they don't have the energy to do that kind of thing. So it's very easy to tell when someone's bullshitting and when someone's being Genuine. sincere and honest. Anyone who has depression doesn't fucking want attention from it. We want it gone. We don't want it. We don't want attention from it. People who want it is because they like the attention from it, which means they don't fucking have it. And that's why I hate TikTok. One of the big reasons I fucking hate TikTok. Because I want to smack everyone that I fucking, like, I'm scrolling and I'm like, I want to punch you. I want to punch you. I want to kick you in the fucking nuts. Fuck you. Fuck you. Because if you were really depressed, you would be so fucking depressed. You you wouldn't be posting. You wouldn't have the energy to do this shit. You it's stolen valor. You can't think it's to it. It's stolen valor, man. Yeah. It pisses me the fuck off. I don't like it. 
It's an attention craving thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're craving Listen, attention. I don't care how much attention I get from my depression. I want the fucker gone. That brings me into my next question. Yes. Do you ever think you will not have depression? No, I think I'll always have it, but I think there'll always be peaks and valleys. You see, that's something that I think is a really good question because we don't want depression. I don't want to be depressed. No! I really don't want to be depressed. And one of the, When I went to therapy and when she asked me what I wanted, I said, I don't want to be happy all the time. I just want to be happy sometimes. Yeah. I'm not even talking like super, super happy. I mean just like content in the moment. Like the relief of not having the depression constantly weighing on your neck. And I think that speaks volumes to what depression really is. Mm-hmm. Because if you can experience happy moments, and they are happy moments, and you're not instantly sunken down a little bit later. You're not depressed. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. But you, it's, not like, it's not clinical depression. No. No. And I was technically diagnosed with a major depressive disorder. You know, there's other types of depression. Mm-hmm. But so there is just some things you just, I wish I could not have depression. But for the past 10 to 15 years, I have. And because of that, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. You know, I think it's sticking around and people appropriating to having depression because mm. they're just sad. That's the best way I can kind of phrase because it. Because they like the attention, the, oh, poor you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that doesn't do anything to help the person. Not at all. Because why would someone who's getting attention from it want to get rid of it if they like the attention so much? Mm-hmm. They don't want to get rid of it. So they'll never change. They will wallow in their self-pity party online and get attention for as long as people can stand them for. Every and like, every follow, it's every disgusting. subscribe. I, I don't understand. Yeah, why it's such a big thing, like having these disabilities and disorders and constantly posting about it online. I think people people do it for the attention, but the people that feed into it, they want to feel better about themselves. So they're like, well, I'm not sad like that. That poor girl. Mm. I hate when I see the people who are like, I'm posting about this so people can relate. To what? <clears throat> to you feeling sorry for yourself on TikTok? That's not, li- listen... When I'm in the depths of my depression, you know what I don't do? Go on TikTok. You want to know why? Well, it's not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. If I was to be on Twitter all the time, I would be in the depths of my depression, hanging on by a fucking thread. Yeah. That's why I don't get shit posters, man. Because I would see all these people getting attention for all these horrible things. Mm-hmm. You know? Most people are fucking fake. You could see right through it. And you see the amount of attention they're getting and you just realize how fucked up the world is and how fucked up most people are because everyone in this day and age is obsessed with getting attention for nothing. No, just for existing. Like, these people have nothing to offer the world and yet they think they do. And it's psychotic. And to all of my actual depressed people out there, if you want to... Like, keep your depression at bay. Stay the fuck off TikTok. That's true. Get the fuck off of it. It's not going to help. Because you know what else they do? You might have, like, your content and stuff, and the next thing you know, poof, TikTok took it down. All of You mine. don't even know why. And now you're gone. back down in your fucking slump depression for re- reasons unbeknownst to you. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if I was a TikTok creator, how depressed I'd be right now? Exactly. <laughs> Because my entire like, thing got boop. The shit that I see on TikTok, I don't, I don't see 
is prevalent on all these other apps combined. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The poor me pity party shit. It's got to go. Mm-hmm. It's got to go. Well, actual people it's with depression. It's making me mad. Actual people with depression are sitting here and they're just like, what's the fucking point? Even if I wanted to talk to someone about it, even if I wanted to get someone to, you know, communicate with online, all these fake fucks are out there pretending they have it. So what's the point of even doing that? Yeah, so they're just going to overpower your your tiny actual depressed voice. Because it is a tiny With these voice. fucking nerds. Narcissists who are like, I'm depressed, feel sorry for me! And everyone does because they're retarded. And it makes me mad because these poor people who actually fucking have depression have nobody. They don't have any fucking friends and no one gives a shit about them because everyone's paying attention to the fucking assholes who are faking it. And it's disgusting. It is. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it pisses me off too. And this is why, like, a lot of people who are depressed, they are more often uh, trying to unsubscribe themselves to life, unalive themselves. Absolutely! And if you are someone who struggled with depression for a long time, there's a more than likely chance that you're probably of that nature to want to end your existence. Yes. Yeah, and so... I always say that self... I'm sorry. I always say that self-harming is like an addiction. It's like an alcoholic, for me at least. In my experience, it's like you'll always be a self-harmer, but you don't have to self-harm like ever again. It's like alcoholics. They'll always be alcoholics. They'll always have that urge, but they'll never go back to alcohol, the ones that become sober. Am I explaining this correctly? No, I understand it completely. But am I explaining it correctly? I think so. (laughs) I'm hoping I'm I'm explaining this correctly. It sounds proper to me. It's not something you can get over, whereas most people view it as that, which is when we had this conversation— it's something you brought up. If you view something like self-harm as something you can get over, then you're always going to fall into the trap and be even more upset when you fall to it. Mm-hmm. However, if you view it instead as an addiction or a dependency like alcoholism or any drug addict, mm-hmm. then you have a different perspective and you can actually kind of pull yourself out from underneath that, that like... Mind frame? Yeah, yeah. The curtain. You can pull the curtain back and see what's actually happening for the first time. Because you're tricking yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way I can kind of explain it to, like, jump on your back there. <clears throat> you're tricking yourself into believing that it's something that you can overcome. Just like I said with the, can you ever, can, do you think you'll ever not be depressed? No, because I'd be tricking myself into believing that this thing that I've dealt with for 10 years is something I can just get over like that. I don't think that's the case. And if I thought that way about my self-harming patterns... Mm-hmm then it's no wonder why it keeps coming back. Because if I don't p- apply the same logic, mm-hmm. they're not thinking about it as clearly. And so if you are struggling with something like that, and it hasn't come into your head like that, I think it's very important and helpful advice. It helped me a lot. Thank you. Well, I was watching <laughs> Steve-O's podcast, because I always watch his podcast, and he was talking about trying to help. I think he was doing a podcast with Bam as a guest. And he made it a point to say that you shouldn't say that you're cured from alcohol. You were an alcoholic. You always have to say that you are an alcoholic because you, I can't, I can't word it as good as he did because he worded it very well. But it made, it, it made sense. Like if you think about it as I was an alcoholic, then you're easily able to fall back into that trap and go back to alcohol. But if you always realize that this is a problem, then you work on it every day, which is what they do. They work on it every day because they know that they're an alcoholic, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's easier to overpower the alcoholism 
when you are aware of the reality of your situation, which is I am an alcoholic. Not I was, I still am, which I put the same mindset towards self-harm for me. But truly, I believe that sometimes you have to realize you have almost no control to realize you have some control. It's something you cannot control. I wouldn't say some control, though. Well, well, you have no control over that that being a part of your personality. However, once you realize that, you have every bit of control yes, over, I would over say what that. you do after. But if you don't realize it beforehand, then you, you're, you're, you're convincing yourself you're more powerful than that. But that has, that has more control over you than mm-hmm. you have over it. And once you can realize that, that's when you truly gain control. Agreed. We didn't even get into the anxiety topic yet, but... Um, well, if you want to hear about anxiety, let us know. <laughs> and we'll do our next podcast on anxiety, because that's a whole other ball, ball of wakes. Um, but if you have any questions game. about depression or how to deal with it, how we've dealt with it, uh, what you're going through, go ahead and leave them in the comments below. If you want to see anything like this or similar, you know, let us know. And if you are someone you know are dealing with depression, please call the hotline below. And suicide and depression outline, yeah. So have a good one, y'all.